Are you a fan of horror movies? Necronomicon Ex Mortis. The Book of the Dead. What about cult classics? Your move, creep. If you are, you'll love shocking things. Please search for us on all the major podcasting platforms. To see our social media and a direct link to our podcast, just go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. All right, everybody, welcome to the PWZ Podcast. This is the Professor Rick Del Santo. And joining me, as always, on this glorious day, Showtime Marcel Williams. What is happening, man? We've been busy this last couple weeks, and uh, you weren't here last week. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, man, I've been doing a couple of shows, been busy, and then we just headed into Diesel Mania, which was uh, last night, as we recording Sunday night right now, but... Um, yeah, man, just been busy and I tried to make it last weekend and I'm sorry to disappoint whoever's be watching and love the content that me and you put together, but maybe it never happened again. I can't guarantee that, but it's no guarantee we'll get together. <laughs> We're both uh, adults and family men, so you never know what can be out there, what happens. Um, but you, uh, you were traveling last weekend, my man. I, I was also... I guess I was leaving Pennsylvania as you were going into Pennsylvania for a booking. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about that. You went into Sanctuary, correct? Yeah, Sanctuary in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. It was a real cool deal. They had some great, uh, you know, it's like a American Idol type show where you do your match and then they critique you. And, you know, even the, the effects alone with the lights and the entrance and all that stuff, it's, it's, it's great. I enjoy it. Uh, should be back there again in next month. Um, yeah, man, I'm just making the rounds. And then, obviously, we talked about I was at NEW. And then we did – I did Shep and Wrestle last Saturday. And you made it to the finals it, of that tournament. Made it to the finals but didn't win the championship. And talking about not winning championships, we'll talk about that in a few. But didn't win the championship last Saturday at Shep and Wrestle. But you made it against um, – Marcos Santiago, magnificent Marcos, excuse me, who is a tremendous wrestler. I watched that match uh, courtesy of Kincaid Viles on uh, uh, on his I got uh, my rematch channel. up soon, though. You, all right. Me. There you go. Um, oh, I got a second shot. This time I won't be wrestling three times. I'll be fresh as a daisy this time. There you go. You got to go really <laughs> go after him. So um, let's see. Also, I guess we can uh, get into Diesel Mania. You want to get into that? Why not? We get into it. Why not? We were both there last night. It was a tremendous evening. Um, let's see. Uh, where should we start? I guess there was uh, the first match I really, really dug. I thought that was a uh, way to start off the show. Mm-hmm. Caroline King successfully defended his uh, Intercontinental Championship against TJ Crawford. And yes. I really dug this match, man. It was just... Uh, I've seen TJ Crawford before. You know, I'm more familiar with Kylan King, and I'm always, always impressed uh, with him. TJ Crawford uh, cut, split his head open a little bit, I guess, out, while he was outside, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, got a little blood in that blonde here. Yeah, man, I was not expecting to see that at Paradise Alley Pro Wrestling Show. Um, but it was, a really, uh, it was a really good match, man. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a real competitive match. I watched it uh, back last night. And, you know, Kylon King continues to improve. And TJ Crawford recently made a cameo on AEW Dark. So, yes, um, you know. I think that's airing. Is that airing next week or was that this past week? I think it's next week. Is it, okay. uh, maybe next week. Um, but, you know, TJ Crawford, great young man, great attitude, very humble. And, you know, Kylon King's the same way. And two of them together opened the show. They started lightning hot and it was just real good yes sir absolutely uh no i don't have a match list in front of me let me just double check was the next match uh the united states title Am I wrong no about that? it was actually lucas chase versus blitzel 
You're right, Lucas Chase and Bloodsaw. This is a match. You know, Bloodsaw has been trying to get his hands on Lucas Chase for months. Uh, there's been uh, Lucas Chase, the cure. He's out there to cure professional wrestling and rid the world of people like Bloodsaw. So he's attacked him, uh, and he had uh, Zechariah turn his back on him and join with the cure. So Lucas Chase defeated, which I was not sure how this was going to turn out, but uh, I thought maybe Bloodsaw might have it in him to come back in and and take uh, Lucas Chase out, but he did not, and Lucas Chase walked out the victor. Yeah, Lucas Chase pulled a, a, a surprise victory over Bloodsaw and, you know, he continued to spread that cure, but uh, it was questionable outcome. And, you know, hopefully, you know, Bloodsaw gets his revenge in the future, but that was a great uh, singles competition between the two since the, the rematch from the King of uh, Paradise qualifier. Yep. I do have my match list in front of me now. Uh, the second match was the United States United States title match. This one I thought was really good. Ichiban won the United States Championship, which I was very happy about. But not only uh, I thought this was a really really good match. It was really well played out. Mm-hmm. Not only that, Maxim Morozov uh, assisted Ichiban, and there is no more Maxim Morozov. He turned on Zafar and um, helped Ichiban win the title. So yeah, yeah, man. It was. I was told later. It was a long time coming. I was told later in the evening that the Russian is dead. Yeah, as you told. Yes, that's what I heard too. I seen the hat in the trash. You know what I'm saying? uh, (laughs) Yeah. So basically, I mean, collusion looked like they wasn't okay, and you know, it was a it was a great moment for Ichiban. This has been a year of Ichiban. He won the King of Paradise, obviously, early on in the beginning of the summer. And then you got the he won the United States Championship. So Ichiban is pulling a lot of weight in PAPW, and I enjoyed the matchup between him and Safar. It was real good. He's very enjoyable in the ring. He's uh, I like that he does a handspring elbow, uh, a la great great Muda. Um, he flies off the ropes like you know he that dude is he's awesome. He's really good. Mm-hmm. So let's see where we are next. It was the oh the street fight. Flash Waller and uh, Chris Battle. This one, and I, um, I have my video of it. It was about twenty minutes long. This was, uh, I gotta tell you, man, this match was pretty brutal. And the thing is, it barely left the ring for a street fight. I thought they would go all over. I really did think that it was going to go all through the arena. Dustin Flash Waller, of course, Chris Battle walks out with Battle Academy. Flash Waller comes out. A la Cactus Jack with a garbage pail full of junk ready to go after uh, Chris Battle. I got to tell you, they had a really good freaking hardcore match. They brought up tables. They brought up, a, was it a, a door or whatever from underneath the uh, the ring? Or was it a, a, oh, another table? They went through it. Both of them went through it. They used chairs. I mean, this shit was brutal. This really was brutal. I, I really enjoyed this. And now Flash Waller is your new Alley Fights champion. Yeah, man, uh, you know, it's a war that been brewing since uh, the, what, uh, springtime. Mm-hmm. So it came to a close last night and, you know, Flash uh, regained his uh, Alley Fight Championship. I got to tell you, and I've said this before on this podcast many, many times. This has been my favorite feud this year. It's been really that good. It's kept my interest. And the uh, Battle Academy has given... Flash Waller, quite a bit of trouble throughout the entire year. But I'm glad that it's uh, now it's his turn. He took that belt. Yes, absolutely. So let's see. I got here. Don't have my glasses. Karen Bam Bam. Oh, Karen Bam Bam and Skylar Gray. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's all right. Let's turn it a different way. We're partners. I yeah, can tag you know, yeah, in. You were <laughs> behind this stuff, so you remember it. Yeah, man. Tag me in. Let me tell you when I meant to say, yeah, Sergeant, Sergeant Murray came out and said that he's tired of uh, Battle Academy doing all their stuff, that they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing all this sorts of stuff. They've been attacking uh, basically guys from the Miracle Generation, mainly Flash. So he called out Skylar Gray and said, by the way, you have a match, Karen Bam Bam, which I was very excited to see her return 
to uh, PAPW. It's been probably about a year or so since, or maybe a little bit over a year, and she's a really great talent. She's really good. Uh, yeah, yeah. She really squashed Skylar Gray. She was quite pissed off that she had a match, but uh, she wasn't in there that long because she got killed pretty much. Yeah, she got murdered. She got squashed. <laughs> and done. You know, it's been a long time for that- her anyway. How was that for your first uh, woman-on-woman match in uh, PAPW? Uh, I guess it was satisfying to the fans, you know? To the fans, yeah. To the fans. And and, uh, the fans definitely enjoyed to see uh, Karen Bam Bam back as well. They really enjoyed that. You you know, women's wrestling is always welcome to PAPW, and Karen Bam Bam, it was good to see her back. Absolutely. And in a ladder match, dude, this match was freaking great, too. The ladder match... The Haven regained the tag team titles from the House of Pain. I was a little worried, to be honest with you. Now, if anybody listened to last week's uh, preview episode with uh, Talking Tommy and Big Daddy, yeah. we were wondering about how the hell the House of Pain were going to get up on those ladders. Were they reinforced? whatnot? Nick Payne climbed halfway up that big-ass ladder and came down with a freaking elbow drop. I thought he killed, uh, I think it was Sean Haven, I swear to God, with that yeah. elbow. But, you know, this actually was a very, very enjoyable match. I really like this a lot. Very well done. Yeah, it was very uh, another brutal match after the street fight match. But uh, it's been a long time coming. The, the feud been going on for almost two years. And, you know, the Haven finally defeated the House of Pain and regained the tag team titles for a second time. If I remember correctly, wasn't the house? Didn't the House of Pain defeat them for the titles for that third ring? Yeah, Am I correct? they beat them okay. at Dieselmania four. Yep. yep, which was 2019, I think. So yeah. There's no Mania, there was no Dieselmania last year, so. Yeah, That's you know, crazy we to that, think uh, that, that that WrestleMania that we can't talk about that was in the performance center. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, Bull Dread won the battle royal, of course. Uh, that's awesome. Dread is a legend in the New England area. There's a lot of people that uh, <clears throat> uh, that popped into this battle royal. It was just, I love battle royals. I'm a sucker for them. You don't see them that often anymore in modern wrestling. Uh, it's basically, it seems like it was a thing of the 80s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Paradise Alley seems. Speaking to- of 80s, you know, there was a cameo with Mario Mancini. And I'm just going to mention that. Mario Mancini. <laughs> Speaking of 80s, Marty Mancini is an 80s WWF legend. Uh, he was the final elimination. He eliminated himself uh, basically because he, uh, in tribute to Big Jim Anderson, basically, uh, uh, that was my partner. Uh, Bull Dread was his tag team partner in Paradise Alley So for a while. Yeah. Got a so spider the, that did a run in on me. Oh, jeez. That's right. I got like <laughs> I live in the woods, man. We get bugs that sneak in here all the time. Living in the Seeing woods, some just go down like that. I'm like, okay, yeah. so get the so hell out of here. <laughs> um, so, in the main event, Matias uh, retained the title in a triple threat. Oh shit! You were part of that match. I'm sorry. You got you got damn near murdered, my friend, uh, <clears throat> by Vlad. And I got to tell you, man, Vlad has uh, been a thorn in your side. For the last what six months, attacking you every so often, probably even longer than that, correct? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been like a good probably four or five months, and uh, truthfully, he like he made it personal now because you seen as last night, I was close, I was real close in regaining this championship, the championship that I held twice, and he just came out of nowhere, and now. Before, you know, I thought I got my just due at the Rumble, eliminated him, got rid of him. Now, he made it real personal. But we'll, 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 I'll choose to announce some certain things later on. I don't want to talk about that because now, you know, I'm going to let Matias enjoy his win, his moment. And uh, it was questionable, but sooner or later, I will get, because I, I listened to the podcast that you did with Big Daddy and talking to uh, Tom. And, Yes, I should feel some type of way because it was supposed to be a singles match between me and Matias. And obviously, you know, Matias lost a non-title match somewhere else. And then not only that, it was controversial ending at the Rumble. And, you know, lawyers got involved and all this other stuff. And that's fine. But um, 
I'm still entitled to my singles championship match. And sooner or later, that's going to happen. But I'm going to take care of Vlad first. I'll take care of Vlad first. Yeah, man. He's uh, every opportunity you seem to have. He seems to uh, come in there and try to get you and, and yeah. murder you. You don't understand that we're friends. I know where he lives at. I know where he works. He, I know what clubs he hangs in. I don't understand this, but show up with a baseball bat. You know, I that's mean. all I could do. You know what I'm saying? So sooner or later, I stay on social media. You'll figure it out. Oh shit. So I thought it was kind of, no offense to Matias, but I thought it was kind of cheap. He took advantage, unless he just didn't see you get attacked. But As I look at the video, he didn't see it. So okay. I'm going to give him the question of the doubt, even though you know they had their history and they was friends. But as I looked at the video, he didn't see it. A lot of people were wondering. Uh, people I spoke to afterwards, was that supposed to be a heel turn on Matias's part? Uh, I don't agree with that. I don't think that that's necessarily true, but... Uh, it's possible he just did not see you get attacked. Yeah. It happens. It happens. But, you know. Overall, it was a pretty you know, good show. I, got my, I, I, I need my shot. But, yeah, it was absolutely. overall a good show. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to be at. Uh, you know, there's going to be. I have some footage I'm going to be uploading uh, to our YouTube channel throughout the week. Uh, with time permitting. So, uh, keep a lookout, everybody, for that. So. We missed a week of uh, talking about stuff. Now, I guess we have a sort of new, kind of maybe sort of new WWE champion in Big E. He, um, I thought that this thing played out really well. And I think I texted you earlier. And now, obviously, I don't have full notes. And I didn't, uh, don't remember what happened. But and throughout the whole episode, I took, remember how me and you always talk about the bullet points. The most important part of the episode was Big E winning the title. Yes. He laid it out there on Twitter earlier in the day that he was going to be cashing in no matter who was the champion at the end of the evening or after that match between Bobby Lashley and uh, was it Randy Orton? Is that correct? Yeah. See? I'm not really, you know, I don't remember, forget everything. <laughs> so I do forget a lot, Bullet but points. not everything. Bullet points. Yes. So, um,. So within that three hours, they kept teasing that he was, or kept uh, building it up. Little did you know, well, he actually cashed in and won the title. Now, sometimes if people say they're going to, just does not end up working out that way sometimes. But uh, and then when he got in there with Bobby Lashley, there was it seemed there was a chance for a little while that he might not. Then he pulled it off, and I got to tell you that I was pretty, I'm pretty excited for him. I really am really excited for him because right now, if there's, there's, is there anybody more deserving than Biggie Langston to be WWE champion? It's a long time coming to be, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. That guy is a damn good wrestler. He's got the size. He's got the character. He's just somebody that should have been champion a couple years back, but and and now he's finally there. And I hope it's nothing like. There's a lot of rumors going around that he's just going to be a transitional champion and he's going to lose it when they go to Saudi Arabia. And I really hope that's that's, that's not the case, you know, but I uh, hope he keeps yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it was a great moment for Big E. It, like you said, it was long overdue. And, you know, Kofi had it a few years ago and that mm -hmm. was a big E moment. And, you know, uh, like he said, it is for Brody. That was his close friend. Yep. Nate Brody E. And um, it was a great moment because, you know, there's only a few African-American black WWE champions. And yeah. he's one of them. And he made history. You know? Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, I just uh, I congratulate him and 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 I hopefully he not no transition champion, you know, hopefully he just have a long run to WrestleMania or whatever and keep it going. And uh, yeah. I watched Stream Rules. We just watched Stream Rules, and obviously they're gonna set up for uh, Monday Night Raw. It's gonna be Bobby Lashley versus Biggie. Yeah. WWE Championship. Now that you, that's a perfect segue. By the way, let me get my notes for Extreme Rules. And um, I did not watch the pre-show because I messaged you during the pre-show. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Because yeah. You, you forgot that it was actually on. I know we talked about it a couple of days ago. Yeah, that it was on. dude. I forgot. <laughs> I'm sitting there. You messaged me. I'm like, hold up. I was like, 
holy shit. I was like, wait, there's the stream rules tonight. And uh yeah, dude, it's been a long weekend and like they advertised extreme rules, but they really didn't advertise they did do WrestleMania or SummerSlam. So it's yeah. like, okay, well, when you told me I was like, Oh yeah, it is tonight. But there are a lot of big things that happen uh, on stream rules too that we could talk about. But before we get there, before we get there, because I know this is your show. Before we get there, let's talk about the Ocker Ash Stadium. Yes, yes. Let's forget Dynamite. I want to talk about Dynamite, not necessarily because I was there. I I know, and I'm pretty like. (laughs) Let me tell you something. I have not recorded an episode since I think Monday, so I did not get the opportunity to uh, say this on the podcast. I probably should have been there myself. I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed that evening. I probably knew 30 or 40 people that went there. Now, mind you, I could have fucking just bought a ticket and went with whoever. And I was kind of upset about that. I I don't know what made me not think to freaking buy a ticket and just go. Well, I'll tell you what. The promise now is when they come. Because now I heard it's going to be a yearly thing now. So next year. Okay. Okay. Me and you. There we go. And now I was saying, like, I, I don't know why. Like, I was pretty upset about that at the end of that. I was like, fuck, you know, I really should have gone, but I didn't. So, but I do have to say, um, I watched it on TV probably a little bit later than everybody. But when I got home, I really turned it on. And as soon as that uh, Brian Danielson's music hit, I'm like, all right, this is really cool. The two of these guys, Crying Danielson and Kenny Omega, the crowd was fucking electric for for that entire half an hour. Um, before the bell rang, before the bell rang, when the bell rang, before they even touched each other, the crowd was freaking electric. Like they were so loud, and as soon as they locked up, the crowd popped. Probably one of the biggest pops I've ever heard for a, anything in my life. Just for a lockup, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" I watched that whole entire match with just a giant shit-eating grin on my face because I was just so excited to watch these two wrestle each other, knowing that it was going to be an amazing match. Mm-hmm. So, what was that like as a person being there? Being there, um, I said, I said it before to a lot of people. I've never been to WrestleMania three at the Silverdome. I've never been to Hogan and the Rock at the Sky Dome. I've never been to Omega and Okada at the Tokyo Dome. All I got to say is it was electric in there. And when they started off the show with that at 8 p.m. on the dot, and I was like, hold up. Okay, now we're starting off hot. We're starting off hot. These, you know, Tony Khan ain't fucking around. He's like, okay, we're going to just start this dynamite because you can't do like you gotta understand and that just goes with a few weeks ago when we seen the cm punk when he came back at rampage mm-hmm. yep. like you gotta start it off hot people have waited to see certain things instead you waiting a whole two hours or three hours just start off with it yeah. and then build something up at the end which we'll talk about in a minute with the women's action but i can tell you like i had to look at my son and my wife and I was like, this I was like you ever hear about like those wrestling moments that you see those little clips and sh- and they was like yeah I said this is one of this is one of like I never been to the Nitro at the Georgia Dome when Goldberg beat Hogan like this is the big deal where this is a a historic non WWE event mm-hmm. at an Arthur Ashe Stadium. That a place that wrestling never been at ever. It's a and tennis stadium. It That's it. It's, it's a tennis it's, stadium. Yeah. Yep. And don't get me wrong, I drove by this stadium a lot of times going down there, and I always said, "Why they don't have wrestling there?" It's a nice stadium. You know right. what I'm saying? Obviously, the tennis stadium, but you know, you have all these WrestleManias at baseball stadiums, uh, football stadiums, whatever stadiums possible. But this stadium right here is special because it's an Arthur Ashe Stadium. You got a lot of history of the U.S. Open. And it's just a historic area. And for them to have that there and pack it out the way they did and have the match that they did, it was a whole 30 minutes. You wouldn't even tell that it was 30 minutes. And you're just invested from beginning to end. The match ended the way it's supposed to end it so they can have the rematch. And I enjoy it. I can't wait for the rematch. I've watched that match four times already. 
and I'll Me probably too. watch it. I'll probably watch it again <laughs> this, this coming week because it was that fucking good. Literally. But you know what though? Uh, you know what irks my nerves sometimes is, and I know we talk about a lot of stuff like you. What we probably segue into that in a minute. The Young Bucks, but um, Kenny Omega get a lot of flack from Jim Cornette and all these other people. And I'm just going to say, like, Kenny Omega can work. The dude can work. I like... Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm a huge Cornette fan. I really am. Yeah. I could see why he doesn't like certain things that Kenny Omega has done over the years. Yes. Um, because, like, he... Did you ever see that movie that he made? It's like a short film where they're just bitch slapping each other? Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's something worthy of being made fun of for, I personally uh as well as wrestling a nine-year-old girl and wrestling a blow-up doll and whatever what have you and it's worthy of being made fun of but absolutely the guy is a can be a very serious wrestler and he is probably one of the top performers in all of professional wrestling today yes, yes. that's the first time i've ever said anything like that about kenny omega <laughs> just for the record and you know what too um him with the addition of Don Callis is great. Don Callis is great as well. So I think that um, Don Callis is a great manager. You know, I liked him when he was in WWF as um, the Jackal. I liked when he was Cyrus in ECW. And yeah. sometimes, you know, it, it had been probably close to 20 years, probably since he'd been in a managerial role. You forget how good somebody can be. You really do. And it was once he was came started coming in. Now, mind you, when he was, you know, he was had that executive position and impact, and he was um, doing that and commentating. That heel persona of him doesn't didn't really come out that often. Uh, but him coming in as Kenny Omega's manager, you can mind you, Don Callis is gold. That's all I'm going to say. He's probably. One of the best managers that's been around in the last 20, almost 30 years. Promise. There's not a lot of managers anymore. And then so. all that, don't let him jump on commentary with Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross. This is even gold. That's gold yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to read a comment that uh, a message that somebody sent me uh, the night after. Uh, I'm not going to list the person, but this is about the. Now, mind you. Um, this person is somebody that follows me on Instagram. Every so often they will comment to me or, or um, send me a message regarding their hatred for AEW, uh, their love for things like MLW, uh, and their hatred for Ring of Honor and stuff. So, so it says, okay, no spoilers, but Danielson and Omega match was whack. Okay. Too much no-selling. Then it went on too long. I don't know why these neckbeards, hipsters, basically, think AEW is so innovative when it's the same crap every week. Danielson is calling himself American Dragon now. Give me a fucking break. No, I had to correct him that Danielson has always been the American Dragon. That's just WWE took that away from him. I did have to say that. And then I was like, well, he used that name in Ring of Honor. It's like Ring of Honor is whack as well. It's like only guys on <laughs> on there that he liked were Jay Bougie. I mean Jay Lethal, excuse me, sorry, and the Briscoes. So everybody else there's trash. No, I don't agree with that one at all. I think that Ring of Honor is a very good product. They have their ups and downs. Uh and I just think that I got to read something here that somebody sent me. I don't agree with that at all. I think that, that Danielson, like, how could you sit and watch Danielson Omega and say that was a shit match. I think it was possibly one of the greatest technical matches. and It's been called one of the best matches that has aired on regular free television in years. In years. And, 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 and All Elite Wrestling has produced probably three matches that can uh, be ranked as some of the best television matches just on free TV. You had yeah, I think the, an Iron Man one. match, Omega yes, and, and Pac, Omega and Pac, uh -huh. 
And then Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker was a fucking phenomenal match. They tore the house down, man. And Thunder Rosa, it's not because Thunder Rosa, that match actually, Thunder Rosa is like one of my favorite wrestlers around, like modern. But that match actually got me really into Britt Baker, thinking that she was way better than I had actually thought she was at that time period, because I wasn't completely convinced that she was a great wrestler. That match is the one that convinced me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, um, AEW's put out some good content, and this one right here, they knew that they had to put on a great uh, production in a big stadium, 20,000 fans, and it was just a moment. It was a great moment. The match is the match of the year. Is the match of the year. Absolutely. It's definitely going to be on that list. It's definitely going to be but, on that list. Like, <laughs> if, you know, and then they're going to have a rematch. So it's like... Well, the thing is, like, my thing is, where do you go from here? You had only a half hour... You can do a 60-minute Iron Man match. I mean, I would die to see that. I would love yeah. to see these guys go for 60 minutes. And you know what? It's not going to be boring at all. It's not. It's not. No. I was not bored sitting there live. And, you know, it, it, I enjoyed it. And then we got segue, too, to Sting. Sting really tore the house down as well. 64 years old. Allen and FTR. And I heard the place was going nuts for Sting. It was nuts. Yes. Time. Yes. And mind you, that dude is 64 years old. Now, mind you, he was out for a couple years uh, because of injury and his WWF career, WWE, excuse me, did not, career did not pan out the way that you would think it mm. should have. Um, so the thing with that is, like, why did he come back to wrestling? Okay. Probably he might have been a little bit discouraged with his WWE career, so decided that when he signed with AEW, he wanted to be part of the active roster, but he might not be able to because his body at 64 years old, he doesn't wrestle that often. Mm. But the crowd was popping for Sting the most, which was freaking amazing. The one freaking dude. They, I mean, the crowds always love Darby Allen. FTR is probably the best tag team in uh, wrestling today. At least not. They're just a huge, really good throwback. But you had a 64-year-old guy that's been around for close to 40 years, 35 years or something to that effect in that ring. And that's who the people were really focused on and, and, and cheering for the most out of that match. It's insane. That is a real good match. And I enjoyed every bit of it. And Sting put in some work that night. I was sitting there watching. Like, yeah. Sting work tonight. Dude, it was great, man. I loved it. Um to mention not that it was really a fantastic match or not but uh mjf defeated brian pillman it was a pretty decent match uh yeah, that was good. i like that they're giving pillman jr a little airtime. they you know he doesn't he's not necessarily featured all the time there but you know they gave him some airtime. and then cody rose versus uh malachi black great uh, a turn a turn turn of the uh the hand you know what i'm saying turn of the hand going on well, people cheered for Malachi Black coming out, and people booed Cody. Yes. Which I think was, and it's supposed to be vice versa. Well, technically, Cody's supposed to be the baby face, and Malachi's supposed to be the heel. But if you notice, didn't Cody come out of the middle? He's not coming out of either the heel or the baby face side no. of that thing. He came out the middle. Yeah. So that's... Uh, I thought that that was very interesting. <laughs> Even though Malachi Black won in heelish fashion, spraying the mist at uh, Cody, it was. Um, I thought this was a pretty good match. I'm not the world's biggest Cody fan. I, I didn't, you know, it, this match really. And see, and that's why people don't like him because there's some people out there that's not Cody fans. Yeah. He got that I mean... John Cena love. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not like. I don't hate the guy. Um, I think he thinks a little too much of himself. Uh, I think, you know, because he's the son of a freaking legend. But um, I've never really been fully convinced. I do like him, but not that much. You know what I mean? I don't, like, be like, oh, man, I got to get that new Cody shirt because, or something to that effect. So that's pretty much that story. That was a pretty decent match, though, overall. Um, and I also know that there was the women's match. Is there, was there anything else that we should discuss before that? No, it was a women's okay, match. Okay, so it was just a women's match. The CM Punk promo. Yep. Yeah, but uh, uh, who the crowd just popped? The crowd just popped for him doing a promo. 
I mean, yeah. The, I mean, that guy is so over. Even the guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years or whatever. But it's a great segue because if you would put a match on after that, it would have been wrapped. Yeah. After the Omega match, you put on anything after that, it was it would have been a wrap. Right. So it was right. great to put the promo on. <laughs> so they ended up doing the uh, the women's main event was Ruby Soho challenging Britt Baker. I thought this was a really good match. I didn't think there was really any way that Ruby Soho was going to take home the title. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, I just thought it's not time to take the belt off Britt Baker. She's really good as champion. Do I think that Ruby Soho is going to get a chance with that title down the road? Absolutely, 100%. I think um, her leaving WWE, that's totally a loss for WWE. And she's showing only in her two appearances, two or three appearances in uh, AEW right now that she's... She's worthy talent, you know. She's really, really good, and I thought that she put on a really great match with Bert Baker. Yeah, yeah. Now that since we missed last week, we didn't do last Sunday. The promo that her and Britt Baker did on AEW Rampage that was great to set up, and you know that yeah. just proved that she know how to do promo work. She know mm-hmm. how to do all that that WWE didn't let her do. But segue into the match. The match was real good, and it it really gave some great rub towards Britt Baker and her character going forward. Right. Right. So uh, what else do we have to talk about? I mean, I know there's extreme rules. I don't have anything else uh, set up for that outside of that. I don't, uh, I, I, I forgot about uh, Is there anything you else? Raw, you, you had Raw last week with the Bloodline versus New Day. Yeah, I did watch that match. I didn't go past that match. Uh, that was actually yeah. a pretty decent match. It wasn't... It was a good match, yes. Yeah. That was what I watched out of that show. Um, Tuesday, I don't. I watched uh, NWA, but it was. Oh, like, let's talk about. Uh, I forgot NXT 2.0. What you thought about it? I did watch that. Oh, okay. Um, I watched both episodes. All right. Okay. So uh, I, the first episode was the relaunch, which was two weeks ago. The, we did. We weren't able to come in and actually talk about it afterwards because that was one of the big topics i wanted to discuss sunday was the new yeah. nxt 2.0 first off the 2.0 yeah. name is dumb as hell whatever <laughs> just like the uh the new daniel bryan they kept yeah. saying it they got the uh skittles looking logo uh mm-hmm. i don't know man i like the setup i'm gonna say i do like the setup um the lighting, I'll tell you about the setup. Like, I like the way the arena is set up or the television studio, whatever. I don't know how many fans they're fitting in there. What, probably a couple hundred, maybe, it looks like? Probably, yeah. The probably lighting, yeah, it seems like about that. I like, I think the arena could have been a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, you know, I like a darker arena. I don't like WWE for decades, since the 80s, has had this thing where... They like to have the lights up bright because they want to show how many people are in attendance. They want to show that the crowd is packed. Whereas watching the NWA, it was a darkened arena and it, they just focused on the in-ring product. Yeah. I don't want to see the, all the crowd like that. I want it dimmed and I just want to see what's going on in the ring. I don't care about the crowd as much. I don't care about seeing how many people are in the crowd. It's just... So it was like one of those things where it's like... That part was kind of, but it's not like that, that serious of a thing. And on top of it, I think they could have used different ring ropes, different colored ring ropes. The white, for me, is not very attractive. Doing all white ropes, uh, the the yellow ropes, I thought were worked fine, but obviously we're not gonna get that anymore. Um, try something different as far as ring ropes go. That's that's the only thing. Other than that, you know. Uh, we had the started off the show with uh, uh, Braun Breaker, Rick Steiner's son, and LA Knight, Eli Drake. Uh, and he, um, I was really freaking impressed by this by, by Rick Steiner's son, by Braun Breaker. I thought he, everything he did in that ring, he looked exactly like Rick. Absolutely. Right down that clothesline that he did, it was the same formula that he, that he did, like with that, where he like hit him with the shoulder and the arm. I thought yeah. that that kid, and apparently there's big freaking plans for this kid, that according yeah. to the, the news that I've read, and he's um, I, I really thought that he was good. You know, I really liked that match. 
Mm-hmm. You had you had his debut, and then you had a debut of a uh, Bloom's kid from Beverly Brothers. Yes, Wayne the Train Bloom. Yep. Yeah. The um, there was the four way for the title, and which Tommaso Ciampa uh, is the two time Goldies back home finally with Tommaso <laughs> Ciampa. <laughs> uh, I love to I love Tommaso Ciampa. I do. Yes. But, you know, I've been listening to guys like Alvarez and Meltzer and stuff like that. They're talking. It's like they don't want to see a bunch of two minute matches and they would rather see the, the days of uh, the five star match on regular NXT TV are gone. It's not going to happen gone. anymore. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of squash matches. It's going to be just to it's going to they're reformatting it similar. Basically, what me and you talked about prior to it happening is going to be the third version of raw basically so in raw prime stuff. time wrestling yes yes <laughs> so it's like it's gonna be squash matches there's gonna be maybe a main event match now the four-way match uh for the title now I'm, you know i'm not a huge multi i'm very traditional when it comes to wrestling i'm not a huge multi-way match person uh it's got to be well done uh bear with me while i'm trying to remember is champa that's fine LA, L.A. Knight, it was Wayne the Train Bloom's kid. I forgot his name. And I'm missing one. There's it's one. It's some type of uh, weird name they came up with. After yeah, that. it was some freaking weird name. And uh, who's the fourth person? I'm, I'm, am I, uh, it wasn't Pete Dunn, was it? Um, was Pete, it Pete Dunn? Dunn? Yep, okay. Nice. Who I like a lot. I, I do think Pete Dunn's great. He's, uh, he's one of those old school t- style British wrestlers. So I thought this match was pretty good. And I'll remember Bloom's name eventually. I'll start to. It's after you know they change guys' names so quick when they come in there that you, you can't necessarily keep up sometimes. So I always forget. Yeah. Eventually, I'll get it wrong. I'm still calling Eli or L.A. Knight Eli Drake. So yeah, it's, I've known him like that for years. I'm not going to about this. So, but this kid, I mean, he wasn't like I don't know how he had only been in there. Was this his debut? So. This was his debut. Somehow he got. I think he'd been there for months. But he got. But they. It was crazy because WWE trademarked Rex Steiner. Yeah. So they like, did do that. Yep. And that's. Trademarked that. Was, that but, they didn't use that. But I don't know if they're going to change it because a lot of people are annoyed with the Braun Breaker name. <laughs> yeah. You already had Braun Strowman. Yeah. So what's going on? Yeah. I'm not necessarily offended by the Braun Breaker name like a lot of people are. Uh, it's yeah. just, you know, it's kind of. A goofy name, sure, but I'm not. I don't get too offended, you know. It's like, uh, I mean, Jimmy Wang Yang. That'd be a name to get offended over, but you know, but <laughs> off of like a change in that guy's name. But Braun Breakers, uh, there can be a hell of a lot worse. But but this whole match with the four way match, I thought was pretty done done pretty decent. I don't know how Wayne Bloom's kid, whatever the fuck his name is, I should probably look it up instead of just. <laughs> Continuing to call him Wayne Bloom's kid, but I don't know how he got in there if it's his fucking debut. You know what I mean? Uh, how he ended up getting in there, but well, how he ended up getting match. in there was I, I, I tell you how he ended up getting there. Uh, I forgot who got jumped. That's supposed to originally mm-hmm. be. Oh, Kyle. That's Wright. right. Kyle Wright That's got right. jumped. Yep. So he came in there and saved him. And William Regal said, "Well, guess what? You are in the match." So yeah. that's how that got set up. True, That's how that got set yeah. up, but they was like, yeah. it doesn't make any sense from like a business standpoint to nobody knows who the fuck this guy is that you're throwing in there outside of him exactly. saving. Exactly. You know, exactly. so it didn't really. It's like somebody showing up and claiming they want a title match. It just it's <laughs> ridiculous, you know. <laughs> Overall, I wasn't necessarily. I always liked Wayne Bloom. Like, so I I do see the potential in his kid. You know, I followed his father back in the old AWA and the and and the Beverly Brothers and all that stuff. And WCW, I think that his, you know, Beverly I think Bros. this kid was an does, underrated team as well. Absolutely, absolutely. They didn't weren't even there that long though either. If you if you actually look at their tenure, and you know, do you remember their manager, their coach, who was uh, the Golden Greek John Tolis. So yes. he's also like a very goofy guy. On top of it, he was really good, a, a legend in professional wrestling. I thought the match overall was pretty good, and then the following week, they you know they had Champa and Breaker team up and uh, in a match, and after the end, they ended up going to. They're definitely building towards Braun Breaker and Tommaso Champa probably for their next uh, pay per view. 
Yeah, I already think they're gonna do a pay per view, dude. I really no? don't. So. I think they're just gonna. I think they're just gonna keep this the way it is. I think they gonna kill the takeover. I'd be surprised as hell if they do a takeover. You didn't even think they're gonna do something like any, like any super. They probably like, do a show. TV special. They probably do a TV special. Okay. I mean, I wasn't necessarily against. I mean, I know there's not supposed to be any takeovers, but. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to do any kind of like actual like bigger shows like that. So that's the thing, you know, where that's not just squash. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to revamp everything that Triple H did. So what the hell's even what the hell's the point in even watching if you think about it, dude? (laughs) I'm to I'm to the point where I've been watching like a lot of news stuff. Like it's to the point that I think USA. Do you remember USA gave them a TV deal? They gave them TV deal for NXT that the hot NXT. They didn't yeah. give the TV deal to NXT 2.0. So basically, end up back on the network, like like 205 Live or whatever. Yeah, man. So it's just like, I mean, hopefully, if they do a takeover, hopefully, it bring, to, to me now, I'm sure you could agree. This is like first time NXT first started. I ain't talking about the game show. I'm talking about like the, the groundwork of NXT before mm-hmm. it got popular, before we started learning like certain stars. But, um, I mean, truthfully, I mean, they relaunched it to build new stars. They're going to the future on TV. And uh, Ron Breaker looked like he's one of those guys. And, and uh, you know, I enjoy I enjoyed a little bit of it. I mean, I like, like you said, I like the setting. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, the second me, week was I worse. Mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm different because. I like the. I don't want it too bright, but I like to see the crowd out and out, yep. out. So, um, I, you know, why I can't stand that dark look. It reminds me of Bill Watts WCW nineteen ninety two, and every since that, that, I don't see what's wrong with that. I don't see what's wrong. I know, I know, <laughs> but I, I usually, you know, why I take, I, I don't like it because I usually take that as you just trying not to show that you didn't draw fans. And I remember WCW in their dying days, they used to do that, like darken the whole arena, going from Nitro where they had the Georgia Dome or whatever, you know, uh, All-State Arena or whatever. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. packed and then all of a sudden, you don't, it's all darkness. So that's yeah. why I kind of take that personally where I don't like it dark like that. I'd rather see the fans, I'd rather see that you drew. But, uh, you know, that's the your other company. thing with that is like, uh, Bill Watts was very old school, and not for nothing. In 1992, when Bill Watts was there, it was probably one of the worst periods that they ever had. Even though, if you look back at the tapes, it's a very underrated period. It really is. Yeah, there was there a, was a, few, lot, there was a lot of good matches. The thing with WCW was it was all the bullshit and stupidity and dumb characters and dumb, that outshined all the really good stuff. There's definitely more good stuff. Then there was bullshit, but it's the bullshit that's brighter and people remember, you know what I mean, if you get what I'm saying. And it's unfortunate for WCW because the only thing is that they were trying to do was keep up with WWF and their modern technology and their modern way of building characters. And Mm -hmm. they just so happened to not be as good at it as WWF or had just the creative mind that WWF had, you know. WCW gave us Oz. WWF gave us Diesel. So, you know, so, (laughs) you know, it's like the stupid stuff like that. They made things that they just went a little bit too far with the characters. And the 90s was just a very character driven professional wrestling era. Absolutely. So that's that's unfortunate. Yeah. But that's why, and like Bill Watts tried, but he also tried to build. He did a lot of good for it. I mean, he brought Steve Williams and uh, and Terry Gordy in as a tag team that were, you know, they were wrestling in Japan. They were wrestling the Steiners. I mean, can't Even really go wrong. Fact, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. The fun fact: he brought back Ric Flair. Nobody knows about that, but he brought back yep. Ric Flair. I think. I mean, before he got fired, he brought him back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, he did some good. He, you know, made Ron Simmons. World champion, first black That's world champion. Too. Yep. And uh, it's just, you know, uh, it's, it's a diamond in the rough what Bill Watts did for WCW. Absolutely. And he got fired and he was shit on for the rest, you know, the next 30 years or so that uh, he was more like shit on than Jim Hurd. <laughs> Jim Hurd, that guy's 
we'll have to do a whole episode on Jim Hurd. I mean, just to yeah, we could why, start. Why don't we? Because I remember that whole yeah. era. Yeah. I yeah. definitely want to talk about the Black Scorpion. I'm going to tell you that a, yeah. lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people shit on that, but I like look, that pro. Yo, I like I'm going to tell you. So don't tell me you like it. I'm, you like I do. it? I do. Okay. I'm Let me tell, tell you. you why that feud worked. Let me tell you why it could have worked. If they didn't say anything that has something to do with the segue to Ultimate Warrior, it could have worked. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, Flair lost. Mm-hmm. Lost the title at the Great American Bash. He never got his rematch against Sting. So basically, what he had to do, he had to sit here and play mind games with Sting, be a masked man, and then he got a mask at Starcade. The story is there. It's just all fucked up. Yes, because they did so many things out of order. Like yes. it just seemed like and it's like and not for nothing from at that time. The rumor was that they were trying to sign the warrior. They just couldn't get him away from his fucking contract. And that's mm-hmm. why they originally that was like the original plan. Let's it's like, wouldn't you wait until you actually had the fucking guy under contract? Which so they're throwing these things and then I remember being disappointed when I found out it was Flair. But it was like, okay, that's I weird. wasn't. That's, I was well. well actually, said, I was a kid. If you remember, yeah. <laughs> if you remember, there's one of the promos. Probably is like, do you remember the summer of 1986 or something to that effect? And I, and I just looked up and I was like, that's the Ultimate Warrior. That's what they're referring to. But yeah. Sting wasn't in the National Wrestling Alliance in 1986. I think he might have even the, him and the Warrior were teaming in Memphis or something to that effect. So it was a direct Ultimate Warrior reference. So. <laughs> We'll talk about more of that later if you want to do a whole episode. Do. Yeah, Let's I, do a whole episode. I enjoyed Let's... the Black Scorpion. I swear to God, did. Yeah. I, I was listening to uh, one of the podcasts the other day, and it was like, that was the worst angle ever. Yes, it was, but it has so much potential. It, it, it has. <laughs> and we can also talk about the fucking the Renegade, okay? Like, <laughs> when they yes. so. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Extreme rules. Well, talk a little bit about extreme rules. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about extreme rules. We got a few more minutes left. So I did not totally hate this show, but I was kind of bored throughout the entire thing. Um, for something being called extreme rules, it was not very extreme at all. <laughs> it, it's, it just seemed like it. It was uh, mildly uh, extreme. I so, AJ. Before we go through it, I think they were trying yeah. to do the concept of having just the main event be extreme rules. That wasn't even that extreme to begin with, but uh, was you know, it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, the the rundown is New Day and all three of the New Day defeated AJ and Amos. Amos, excuse me, if I said that right, and Bobby Lashley. This I thought was pretty decent. I think Bobby Lashley is killing it this year. 2021 is Bobby Lashley's year, man. That guy has been killing it. And the thing is, like, I struggled with accepting his return to the WWF in the beginning because I didn't think he was really doing much. But ever since, like, before, like, his title win and the Hurt business and this, I think he's killing it now, dude. Like, he's doing some of his best work he's done in his entire career. I agree. Him and and then it proves right now since MVP is Hurt. He can mm-hmm. do the mic work as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen the mic work after the big uh, tag match that was going on, the six man tag, and, you know, it's set up for what it's set up for for uh, Monday Night Raw. But, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley is really coming into his own, and I just hope that they give him back the title. But I'm sure he'll have another run at big, some point. You know, yeah. again, yeah, yeah, hopefully, some point again, but. He's so good right now, and I'm so proud of that dude because he's been through a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about like a lot of promotions where it was TNA at the time, and then back here, and then they gave him that sister angle at the beginning of WWE, and yeah. you know has really come into his own. I'm I'm glad they given him a chance. It seemed I think it was 2020. He was uh, in that feud with uh, Lana and uh, what's his name, Rusev, Miro, Rusev. whatever. Yes, and I thought that that was like the most ridiculous thing, and I was just like, neither of these people um, deserve this angle right now. It's completely ridiculous. Right. But I think 2020 was the year of trying to figure out what the fuck was going on during COVID and how could we continue. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, 
It was real good six man tag though. I enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Um the Usos retained the tag titles against the Street Profits. Did I get that right? So uh yeah, I did. I did get that right. Um <laughs> so so match. I'm kinda getting tired of the Usos though, to be honest with you. It was a pretty so so match. Uh I'm not the world's biggest Street Profit fans. Uh I think they just that whole party type gimmick type the red cup thing is just I'm too old for that stuff. Maybe it's I'm just an you old know man. what it is 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 not too much tag teams in the WWE in yeah. general, and especially SmackDown alone. So I done seen this match at least five times, and mm-hmm. I understand how you feel. First time it was good. Now it's like, oh yeah, who uh, cares? Yeah, you lose interest after a while. <laughs> I know one match I will not get lose interest in is Danielson and Omega, though. I mean, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Some but yeah. fans may hate that right now. They may hate that. It may send us an angry tweet. Oh, sheesh. I can't believe I got that kind of feedback. Uh, Charlotte <laughs> successfully defended the Raw Women's title against Alexa Bliss at the end of the match. She took uh, Lily and shredded her. Is that Lily? That's the name, right? And then shredded yeah, it to pieces. And This was uh, actually a good match. I think that two, these two performers are some of the top performers. Not just women, but two of the top performers in professional wrestling today i think alexa bliss just keeps getting better and better really yes and, and flair is already a legend you know what i mean i hate to say it a living legend so to speak she's not she's just getting to that legend status she's only been around a few years so yeah i think it was a great match i enjoyed this match except for the minus the, the ending which is always the wwe way but the match itself was real good. Yeah. yeah. There's always going to be some sort of fuck up in, the, in a match or some sort of bullshit in a WWE match. It's just, uh, and we're going to get into that when we discuss the main event. Trust me, I've got yes. some opinions oh, on I'm the main ready. event. Me and oh. you. Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> Not only that, Damian Priest retained the United States Championship against Jeff Hardy and Sheamus. Uh, this just seemed like this match was just there. Yeah, it was like a time, a space filler because they needed a match. Right though. Yeah, but, but yeah. yeah. And uh, Bianca Belair by disqualification. I'm guessing that that's what they rule. I don't think they actually made an announcement, but beat uh, Becky Lynch by DQ. Uh, when Sasha Banks returned, Sasha Banks returned and attacked her, and um, they went to go shake hands at the end and. She turned. Uh, Sasha Banks attacked Becky Lynch. She's back, and she's basically going to go after the title. She doesn't give a shit. I was just thinking about her earlier. I was like, "Dad, where is she at?" And then all of a sudden, I'm looking, and she just pops in the picture and attacked Bianca. So, yeah, um, yeah. I guess they bring her back, and we go set up for some triple threat action. I'm guessing the the next event, the next pay per view, which would be the Survivor Series. No, what's yeah. in October? Survivor Series. Well, Crown Jewel. Oh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's the uh, yeah. But they yeah. usually do two pay per views uh, uh, with the uh, Crown Jewel is usually like a bonus one. I don't remember what the hell it is. Hell and Cell. They already did that. <sighs> I don't, I'm tired of that. Yeah, we'll figure out what it is and then we'll uh, mention it on the next episode. So the main event was the Demon Finn Balor challenging um, Roman Reigns for the Universal Title. This is supposed to be a uh, extreme rules match, which basically anything goes, but pinfall or submission needs to happen in the ring. Yeah. I don't give a shit about what happens, but I think Roman Reigns' championship reign is tarnished because the Usos have to get involved in every major match that he's involved in, and it doesn't... Do you think that that happened to guys like Bruno San Martino or Pedro Morales, like where somebody had to assist them to win every single match when he was about to lose? It's just annoying to see every single match these guys have to come in and 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 assist him and have, make sure that he wins. I don't think that every heel champion even had to have somebody come in like that like something similar or cheat every time either it's just it seems like roman reigns every it's like the modern era it seems like every heel needs some sort of assistant in every single match and it just doesn't it doesn't look good to me yeah i mean am i taking it too seriously am i taking it too seriously 
you kind of are because you I mean, I'm just there. You have Flair the Four Horsemen. They always got interfered. All right, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that you one. Had Triple H Evolution. They always interfered. Like mm-hmm. it's been going on for years, dude. I understand yeah. how you feel. You're very passionate. I respect it. But Roman Reigns need that help. <laughs> he needs that. He needs that help. <laughs> but if you're gonna build him up as the, to be the guy that he's supposed to be, I just don't think that you need that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? It's just personal yeah. opinion. Personal opinion. Everybody entitled to their opinion. I respect it. It was funny. I, you, you really, you really vented just then. So I'm. <laughs> I know, but it's like you know, I grew. Up, I've been watching wrestling close 35, 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> Not ever like, like Hogan, like 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 yeah. Hogan. Hogan always had the NWO do the run-ins every Monday. Yeah, like it's just like ever since like the nineties. It's just like a regular thing, and it's just kind of a. You need to have some sort of, I mean, legitimacy to 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 it in, in a short yeah. in a small way. You know what I mean? That it doesn't have to happen in every single match because it's just with that happening in every single match, it's just. It just—I don't know, man. It's like—it's too predictable. That's one thing. You know what I mean? I hate things that are too predictable. You know what I mean? Because you just know the. There you go. Double super kicks coming out of nowhere. You know these guys are coming. I don't know. Exactly. Nah. Um. It, I enjoyed the match. It was okay. Uh. Like I said, I mean, it wasn't a stream rules match at all. It was no. Demon versus Roman. It was a table. That's it. Like I, yeah. I just think it was a table, table spot and a spear into the guardrail. That was it. One and of the kendo, things that, that was in the kendo sticks, yeah. One of the things I listened to and I or heard, uh, I think it was Michael Cole. He mentioned that the demon is never lost in WWE as the demon. Finn Balor has never lost. And then all of a sudden, he's laid out, and then you, the demon's heart beats, which I thought was like okay. And then he gets up and he ends up getting beat within about two three minutes. I thought it was kind of. <laughs> Entertaining, so to speak, but you know, it was kind of entertaining. But I, I didn't, I didn't. When he said that, and then you know, the heart beating, I was like, oh shit! Is there actually a chance he's gonna win? Because I didn't think by any stretch that he was actually had any chance of winning this match. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess I was ended up being right in the long run. So. All right, so I'm just gonna tell you. Because I, I had to look to the side and put my hat down and laugh because that ending was so stupid. I, mm-hmm. I swear to God, that ending was so stupid. I'm Has that happened before? Like, hold up. Okay. A rope break has happened in oh, a lot of matches a, throughout the years. Yep. Don't that's get me wrong. It has happened throughout the years. Yep. Now, what, what threw me off was when I watched it, okay, I respected the heartbeat thing. And him getting extreme and all, I respected all that. I enjoyed it. I was sitting there like, okay, this this is different. But when he jumps on the top rope and the shit clicks, I'm like, okay, that happens in wrestling. But the thing I've is, with many the office, when it broke and the music just stops, I'm like, hold up, no, it should have kept the music stop going with the red light because if the rope break, why would you turn off all that? Why would you? Because that should just happen. And it like, took oh, away fuck. from the, yeah. Well, the other thing is, when I was watching it, I was questioning whether that was a legit rope break or it was planned. But then it took about two seconds to figure out what yes. it, that it was actually that it was actually planned. Because I was like, hold up. Because I wasn't fully paying attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was kind of like looked away and I looked up and then I saw the rope snap. And I'm like, hold up, shit. Right here on TV, I was like, that doesn't happen that often. Like I'm, I've seen it happen, but you know, it doesn't happen too often. But and all of a sudden, you know, he was struggling. I was like, I wonder if he's legit hurt and holding his leg. But the, like you said, though, the music. So I didn't even think of that part. But then, you know, when I sort of saw him stand up, he gets speared. I'm like, God, oh, that shit was all part of the sh- part of the show. Yeah, That's it. Dude. So it was like, yeah, it took and it's seconds. okay. No, it's okay <laughs> to end it the way they did. But the thing yeah. is, it's like. You don't just cut the music off and shit and just like, oh, <laughs> oh the rope break. Okay, well, the rope no... break, you still will yeah. keep that going because, like... Yeah. Yeah. There was nobody, <laughs> and nobody seemed to, like, really check on him hardcore to make... You know what I mean? So that's another reason why it's like, you knew it was planned. You know what I mean? So, 
I don't wonder how they ended up getting that shit to break right on the. Uh, I mean, it, like uh, right on cue. That's the other thing. Uh, they must have planned that pretty well. Uh, oh I, yeah. I met the guy that sat there and set up the ring where it does the Brock Lesnar thing and all that stuff. He he know how to do all that. Oh yeah, I'm sure you know, they you know they got a lot of technical guys uh, that do that stuff there for them. So, uh, is there anything else that you want to discuss before we get out of here? Nah, man. We we covered the last two weeks. We covered yes. uh, action, five. action-packed episode. This was a stack <laughs> episode. And, uh, I mean, I enjoyed every bit of it. And, like I said, I am back for probably a limited time. Probably, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But we are going to keep it going every Sunday. Every hey, Sunday. We got a lot of news to talk about. <laughs> every single week, we got stuff to talk about. Uh, the world yeah, of professional wrestling never ends. There's <laughs> always news every week now. Yep. Every week. Before yep. it wasn't, now it's news every week. Now. Yeah. Well, there's like fucking six top promotions in the United States, you know, uh, uh, not to mention all the great indie stuff that we got. So there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. So make sure you follow Marcel on the social media. Mm-hmm. It's at, at Showtime Marcel. I know Rick was trying to give it to, to y'all, but I'm going to give it to y'all for him. At Showtime Marcel. Check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Marcel Williams. Shoot me a message if y'all want to chat, and Rick Del Santos gonna give you the rest of the rundown. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter, PWZ Podcast. You can check me out on uh, Twitter at at the Rick Del Santo. Jeez, I almost <laughs> forgot. I almost gave the same one out twice. And uh, we are on TikTok now at PWZ Pod, where we are. In. Doing some really cool clips. I'm taking classic clips. I'm taking clips of the uh, podcast. I'm taking some current interesting clips. Uh, come by, say hello, and give us a follow. All right, everybody. Enjoy. Be well. Be safe. Good night. <laughs>